At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown Las Vegas! With insights, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo. Welcome back. Final segment. The home stretch here on Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Mo Moten, Scott Goldbranson are with you, <clears throat> trying to get you through the rest of this week after another Raiders loss. Of course, 23 to 18. They lose the Pittsburgh Steelers in ugly fashion at home. What a terrible way to open your season. But Mo, everybody's a little bit down. So I want to ask you this question on a positive note. Give me one positive of the from the Raiders' defense on Sunday night. Other than Max Crosby, Nahab <laughs> showed up. Yes, Nahab's a pretty good bounce back. He had a rough day against the Bills. He played pretty well. Uh, Devon Diablo continued to say that he's he's going to be a pretty good starting linebacker. Um, he, he had his helmet in everything, man. He was all over the field on Sunday night. I was pumped up to watch him because he did. He showed an effort. And and the ability, like you said, he's he's kind of hit that that apex point where he's growing, and you could start to see it on the field. I thought I thought he played well. You mentioned Nate Hobbs. I also thought Jacorian Bennett. He had a couple plays. He's a rookie though, right? So you know, rookie penalty, all that kind of stuff. But overall, I think you saw why Jacorian Bennett uh, was a good pick for this team as well. I think for now the Raiders have three. Well, they have I think one foundational guy, Max Crosby, and they have Nate Hobbs and Devon Diablo who could develop into foundational guys. I wouldn't call them foundational guys yet. Let's wait till the end of the season before we crown them. Yeah. But they have three guys who they can depend on in most weeks to make plays right now. The problem is the game is played with 11 men on the field and three is just not nearly enough. 
Yeah, unless you're Notre Dame and you play with 10. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, <laughs> let's start in with this because, you know, I thought to start the game, we saw a little bit. Now, enough, no, but a little bit of improvement up front. We saw some penetration. Jenkins was blowing some people up early. But it was never enough to get home on a consistent basis. To re- Look, Pickett was, was there for the taking. He gets very nervous. You saw it in the game. When he did get pressured, it was pretty bad. They just could not consistently get it. You see this now happening each week. And so I'm wondering, too, again, we're not here to do job watch. But I'm not seeing enough improvement on that defense, Mo, to think anything is going to change. These guys aren't going to suddenly wake up, have a bowl of Wheaties, and be all pros. <laughs> so so you, you now have a massive problem on the offense, which they're going to have to deal with. It starts with the quarterback. Now on defense, you're just, to me, I'm not seeing week to week. I know it's only three weeks, but I'm not seeing enough week to week improvement to say, okay, this defense might start to get its rhythm, might start to improve a little bit. That's got to be a massive concern. I mean, did the, did they call the number of the person lining up opposite Max Crosby once? You know, where's, where was Malcolm Coons and Tyree Wilson that entire game? My guy is Isaac Rochelle made a play. Had he a tackle for loss that game. Yep. Early in the game, I thought it was a good sign to see Bilal Nichols get into the backfield. We talked about Bilal Nichols a lot. He had a tackle for loss early in that game. I'm like, okay, this is a good sign. And by the way, the Steelers only averaged 3.4 yards per carry, so it's not like the Steelers ran all over the Raiders' defense. The problem I go back to in this case was the offense. To me, I know a lot of people want to say mm-hmm. fire Patrick Graham, and it was an egregious call to try to stop them on third and two when they flooded the right side of the formation and allowed Allen Robbins to be wide open to convert to basically seal the game. I know the Raiders had another possession after that, but that basically sealed the game. Horrible play call and design on that one. But to me, the story coming out of it is I'm more upset about the offense. Again, yes. you, you're not going to win a football game, even against a mediocre, bad offensive team, with three turnovers from your quarterback who's supposed to be one of the more efficient guys in the league. And I just, I, I just, I, I've played back the Jimmy Garoppolo, and I hate that I'm going back to this, but I've played back the Jimmy Garoppolo interceptions, and I still don't understand what he was seeing. Yes. On either on either of the first, the first two, like I get the last one was out of desperation, but the first two interceptions, I don't understand from Jimmy Garoppolo's point what he's doing. I immediately yelled out after his first two interceptions, Jimmy, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I just, I don't, I don't understand. If that's the Jimmy G that the Raiders are going to get for the remainder of the season, he, again, he's going to play himself out of the job because the one thing coaches will say, if you turn the ball over, you're not going to see the field. Well, and, and then he wasn't available after the game, correct? Because of the concussion protocol. Which, again, I he didn't leave the game with concussion protocol. He didn't get hit at the end of the game. I don't know what happened. It, it'll be very interesting to hear from, from the coach uh, what happened because I, I don't get it. Um, so, so they didn't get to ask questions of Jimmy Garoppolo, who had a lot of questions. And now if he's hurt, I mean, God bless him. I mean, you don't want a guy to come out if he's hurt. So, so I understand that. I want to make that caveat. But you got to also answer for what happened. He will, obviously, this week. Later, there'll be media availability, and we'll have to go back and ask those questions. Can we talk about the field goal decision? Because I, oh, I feel yeah. like... No, I was that, saving that for last, my friend. Okay. Because that that had a lot of discussion in my live stream, and a lot yeah. of people had different opinions on it. My guy, Alex Monfredo, over at uh, Raider Ramble. Raider Ramble. Uh, uh, Josh McDaniel. So we'll get into that. But I think I absolutely think it was the wrong decision. 
Yeah, because to me, you're you're you had you had a little bit of momentum going there at the towards the end of the game, right? So you're driving down. There's only there's only two minutes and twenty five seconds left. Now you had a couple timeouts. I get that, but all Pittsburgh has to do is get a couple first downs. So you're telling me, Josh McDaniels, you're telling me that you have more faith in your defense at that point in the game, at that point in the game, than you do in your offensive unit led by the veteran quarterback, Super Bowl quarterback, you played in the Super Bowl, that you went out and signed. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Let, let's break down the specifics here, right? So the Raiders, are down, <laughs> the Raiders are down eight, right? They're down eight points at the time. They have about two timeouts. Right. So they it's fourth and four to eight yards away from the goal line. They can go for it and try to tie it up after a touchdown. You go for two, or you can, you know, kick the field goals with Josh McDaniels did. The issue, my my biggest issue with this whole thing is Josh McDaniels answer in the postgame. He said we needed multiple possessions. But Why? yeah, Josh, you needed multiple possessions because you kicked the field goal. Yeah. You only needed one possession. You only needed one good possession. Now, I want to go back to week one. What did we see in week one? Jimmy Garoppolo made a mistake through a, a terrible red zone deception. What did he do? He came back, led the team down on a scoring drive. So Jimmy G has that in him where he can, he can, he can after a mistake, he can have amnesia, forget about that mistake, go down and lead a pretty good drive. Josh McDaniels didn't give him that opportunity. Now, I get the Raiders' offense has struggled for most of the game. And on, a drive before, and on two drives before that, they had a turnover on downs, I believe, if you remember in Pittsburgh territory. But as you said, if you're a person who believes in game momentum, and I do, the Raiders had momentum at that point. They Let's did. remember on the two drives before, the Steelers had two consecutive three and outs. So even if you don't convert on that fourth down, what are the chances that the Steelers are going are gonna to go down the field and, and even get in field goal range? Again, they had gone back-to-back drives three and out, and they're in clock running mode. They're not in aggressive mode at that point. If they're down, if they're up eight, they're just looking to milk the clock and get out of there with a W. Right. So even if even if you don't convert that fourth down, it's still a one possession game for your offense. And as like I and as you said, it's it's wild to me that he showed more faith in his defense to get a stop, and his defense hasn't been that good all year versus his offense that's again fifth most in cap dollars this year. <laughs> You're spending the fifth most in cap dollars, and you're kicking field goals. And taking your offensive off the field, you had the momentum. The Steelers are, I don't want to say reeling at that point. No. But they're they on were, their heels because they're, on their heels. they're making they're they're giving up the underneath stuff. They're making boneheaded penalties. A lot of the flags are going in the Raiders' favor. You had the momentum at that point. Strike while it's hot. He goes out there and kicks the field goal and puts his defense in a spot where you gotta make a stop now. And of course they did they weren't able to do it even when they got the ball back. Right. Ridic- Absolutely. It's just, ridic- just ridiculous. And it is. It, it goes back to the term I used last year when there were things like this happening, which is coaching malpractice. How do you say it's multiple possessions? It was one possession. And, and to your point about if you don't get the fourth down, it's like a good punt because you're deep in their own zone. Then you get the field goal and then you got to kick the ball off and you give the Steelers better position to run the clock out. Right. And, and that's the other point that I forgot to mention. Even if you don't make it, the Steels, again, would be at their own eight yard line. Right. So it's not like they're going to drive down the field 72 yards. Yeah. They, they're, their most explosive play happened early in the game in the first quarter with, with, with Kenny Pickett throwing deep. Yeah. You know, to, to I believe it was a Calvin Austin. Calvin Austin. You know, so, yeah. so the Steels hadn't done that much for you to be afraid of their offense to that point. And as I said, when. 
you're knocking at this is a good defense. Let's remember the Steelers defense is a pretty good unit. You're at their eight yard line. What are the chances you're going to get that close again? Right. So to me, you just had to strike there. And for, for I, I would understand a decision if the Raiders had spent a whole lot of money in their defense. But they spent a whole lot of money in their offense, and he doesn't trust their offense. Well, and not only that, Mo, but you you have, to your point, can Garoppolo lead a team back like we saw in Denver? Yes. But do I want Jimmy – and look, do I want Jimmy Garoppolo – let's say the you kick the field goal, you, get the, you hold him on defense, and you got the ball inside your own 20. Do I think he can go 80 yards in 45 seconds a minute in the game? No. He's not that kind of quarterback. He's just not. I'm not saying he can't matriculate down the field – and get the ball down there. But to your point, the odds of that happening are far greater than trying to take the fourth down on the eight-yard line of Pittsburgh. It just, it, it, it's hard. I, I have no answers. When fans want to say, fire the guy, look, I don't call for people's jobs. But I'm telling you, there's no good answer to say why that decision was made. The answer he gave us is not acceptable, in my view. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Scott, regardless of what happened, whether they kicked the field goal or didn't convert, they would still need a touchdown. Now, a touchdown with that field goal would have won the game. Yeah. But at, at that point, you, you're going to need to score a touchdown anyway, right? right. It's a one-possession game either way. I, I, Josh McDaniels has me yelling at 9.45 a.m. on a Monday morning. <laughs> this, this is the first time in, in history on this show because when I, I, when I saw that, I'm like, you spent this much on your offense. You bring in your quarterback. To, to kick a field goal yeah, with a one-possession game. I I know what he said after the game, and that made it to me. If he had a good explanation, I'd be like, all right, okay, I get it. Yeah, You know, if he had a good explanation, I'd, I'd, okay, I understand that point of view. But he got up there and actually said we needed multiple possessions. Last time I checked, a touchdown plus the two-point conversion is eight points as one possession. Right. Now, to all win right, the done. game, yes. <laughs> if you get the touchdown, you tie it up. And then, yeah, you need another possession. But you take one step at a time. You kick the field goal, you're still down by five, and you don't get the ball back. You're done, which is what happened. So, it, it's it's perplexing, man. I don't I don't get it, and and we'll have to see how this reverberates through Raider Nation uh, the rest of the week. And we are going to be back, of course, to talk about it on Thursday. I have a feeling we might have some silver and black blitzes this week too from you and I about some of the situation, especially the offense. Something's got to give, man. I know it's only three weeks. And I know we talk about teams not showing who they are till around Thanksgiving, but it's hard because there's nothing, there's nothing really positive you can say when the guy you went out and signed to run your offense isn't doing the job, when your offense overall looks lethargic and your defense isn't showing improvement. 
Jimmy Garoppolo has more interceptions than touchdowns. This yeah. is the this is the efficient winner, Jimmy Garoppolo, that everyone <laughs> talked about in offseason. More interceptions and touchdowns right now. And he looks skittish when there's pressure around him. Because again, on, on that first interception, TJ Watt was coming around the corner and look, he, he just threw it up. I, yeah. I don't know what to say. I don't know what you're gonna change because as we said, they're not making a quarterback switch anytime soon. No. The only switch I could see happening is they as they scramble the offensive line. That's the only thing that could really happen at this point. But but you know, one more week, like you said, this game, and we'll get into the game on our next show. But when you start to look at the Chargers and the amount of points they put up, and yes, the coach is is nuts and the coach is terrible. Brandon Staley <laughs> tried to lose it again for him again. But it's it's a high powered offense. You saw what Justin Herbert did. I know Raider fans think he's overrated, but he's not. And uh, so that defense, and you're going to have to score with them. You have to score with them. Guess what? 18 points. You score 18 points against the Chargers, they're going to have 35. So um, something's got to give this week, and they're going to have to figure it out fast, or it's going to go downhill very, very fast. If the Raiders don't score, if the Raiders don't get into the 20 against the Chargers defense, because by the way, they're 28th. Yeah. And defensive scoring, and they're giving up the second most yards. If the Raiders don't get to the twenties in this upcoming game, some something has to change. Joshua Daniels, his play calling, maybe he gives it to Mick Lombardi. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of fans say that's not going to help, but you're going to have to change something because the offense. It remind. I hate to go back to last year, but it reminds me of last year when the offense didn't really get going until a month into the season. Now the reason was because, as I said early in the show, they didn't get Josh Jacobs going until October. Right. Until the Raiders get the run game going to help out Jimmy G, who is a who is a high profile game manager in my opinion, it's gonna look like this. It is terrible. All right, Mo. Well, we're gonna we're gonna turn the page on this one, and uh, we will come back on Thursday and talk about what else is happening in Raider Nation. All right. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you follow Mo. By the way, on on the X.com, M O E M O T O N. I'm at L V Gully. The show is S N B today. Mo, I know you got some lives coming up. It should be interesting. I think I'm going to jump in on yours. It's uh, tomorrow night, right? Wednesday? Yes. Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to finally turn the page on another stinky Raiders performance and focus (laughs) on the charges and see what they can do to get back on the right track and get to 500. All right. There you go. Make sure you follow the show on X.com as well, SNB Today. Again, auto Auto-download the show each time. Just go wherever you get your audio. Search for Silver and Black today. Subscribe and do that for us. We would appreciate it. want to thank our producer, Mike Rabier, and of course, my co-host, Mamoten. I'm Scott Colbranson. We will talk to you next time, Raider Nation. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.